as this video talked about, you know, s- you know, spreading, you know, making people doubt what's real, what's 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 false, what's what's the truth, you know. And I've talked a lot about the truth in my sermons, just because the word is the truth, and you know. And so, why does God hate it? Because it says hate, and the other word that I w- that I haven't focused on ever the past two times is detestable. You know, detestable. What is that? What is that word? Like detestable. You know. It's like you can't be in the same room with it. It's just it's just disgusting. It's it makes you feel bad in like the pit of your stomach. Just detestable. Like, oh, can't believe that person would do that. And you know, and and and, and there's other words for it because the 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 Hebrew word, word, root word we'll get into in a minute. And I just and I think it'll be interesting the the specific word that this detestable is. You know, we we usually use it for one thing. But it actually has numerous uses for the Bible. What is detestable to God? Obviously, this list is detestable to God. And so, a lie. What, what is a lie? And why does God hate it? You know, so, yeah, you got, you got the character Gollum from Lord of the Rings. You know, it's kind of that, you know, he has, he has his real self, and then he's got this, like, you know, wretched, like, hunched over, like, deceptive creature that's trying to, like, play with his mind. And, you know, and so what is, what is a lie? A lie, obviously, is not the truth, but it's a manipulation of the truth. You know, we like to think it's just the opposite of truth. But, like, I'm pretty sure we've all told stories, not, maybe not unlike mine, where the, the, the normal thing that happened was very normal and not very interesting. But we just changed one little, you know, one little aspect of that story to make it sound a little bit more interesting. Like, yeah, I, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I, caught on the spot here in my head but it's just like I you know it was uh it was like at least four or five hits in the baseball game that I got you know I I hit four at least four or five you know four you know somewhere in it's like I played in the game shouldn't I know how many I got but you just like twist little details like that to make and 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 obviously it's like oh well that's kind of harmless right that that that's not that's not really bad but you know if that's our mindset do we really love the truth then, or are we just, oh, well, you know, when the truth isn't the best, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just twist it a little bit more to make it more interesting, or to make it more likable, or to make it, m- or, or put myself in a little bit better light than, um, than, I, uh, than, I, than I want to. So, you know, I have a scripture here in John, uh, John 8, about what is a lie, um, and it's John eight forty four, and it says, you belong to your father, the devil, Jesus is talking here, and you want to carry out your father's desires, um, you know, being a, being a slave of sin. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So we don't, you know, we're not supposed to be, we're supposed to be, uh, you know, um, children of God. We're not supposed to be children of the devil. Um, and, and, and so to imitate God, we have to, you know, imitate the things that he loves. We have to love the things that he loves. But, you know, if we're starting to manipulate the truth for our own good, we're definitely becoming more like, as it says, the, de- the devil. And it's his native language. Think about that, guys. The native language. My my dad literally shared this with me every time I told a lie growing up. He was just like, hey, you're speaking the devil's native language. And I was always like, dang. Like, I've always felt horrible when, when my dad said that. I was like, dang, man. Like, I don't want to be this. I don't want to be the devil. Like, how? oh, man. 
he was just like making me feel, and, and, and for good reason, because I loved to lie when I was a kid. You know, it's like, no, I didn't steal $5 from my sister. Are you kidding me? You know, it's like, why would I do that? That's a terrible thing to do. And it's like, well, David, $5 is gone from your sister and your brother is at camp. <laughs> we gave your sister those $5. We wouldn't steal it from her. And I'd be like, oh, that's a good point. Hmm. Guess, guess you caught me. You know, but I just love to just, you know, just fly off that, you know, no, no, absolutely not. And my dad would just look at me, be like, are you speaking the devil's language? And I was like, oh, gosh, no. And, and, you know, and we see this, you know, we see this from the very beginning. Like it says, in the beginning, he was a murderer from the beginning. You know, in the be he was a liar from the very beginning. Like the first words from the devil in Genesis, did God really mean that you shouldn't eat from that? Did he say that, the, you know, he's trying to manipulate. Oh, what did, what did God actually say? You know, no, no, I know, I know what you think he said, but like, does that feel right? Or, or, or is there something more going on there? Let, let, ooh, let's unpack. What do you think God actually meant when he said, do not eat the fruit from the tree? You know, I wonder what he actually meant. Was he saying, oh, I just don't want you to because then you'll be as powerful as me? Oh, man, yeah, that sounds great. Let's go with that. You know, it, it's a manipulation. It, it, it's, there's the truth, and we want to just flip it around in our head. We want to we twist it. We want to say, well, I guess it doesn't mean that. You know, I guess I, I, it, that's a little extreme. And, and that's where lies begin, guys. Lies aren't just, oh, here's what happened, here's the opposite of what happened. It's, it's not, I mean, that's blatant, that's obvious. That, you know, uh, an adult can look at their child and be like, yeah, you're clearly lying. But it's those little things when it, that, we, that we start to turn to where, guys, I, I, there are stories in my head that I've twisted so much that I, I can't even remember the actual truth about what actually happened. Just because I've like turned little tiny things around it, and, and and what is what does lying do? You know what 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 does it do when we once we start down this path of lying? Once we start, you know, once our tongues become used to that taste of lying, it's hard for people to trust us. It's hard for us to know what's the truth. It's hard. It I mean, it's hard for people to rely on us and, and be like, wow, I, that sounds good, but I gotta go. Back, I got to go back and double check the facts of your story to make sure they line up. Because I know in the past, you just misled me. And, 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 and why does God hate it? Because if God is love, God is the truth, his words are truth. We're literally taking what he says, saying, nah, it's not good enough. I want to figure it out for myself. And he's like, what do you mean? It's the truth. It can't be anything but the truth. You know, the truth doesn't need defense. You know, it, it, it's, it's the truth. It's reality. It's, what's, it's, it's what God said. It's what God commanded. And for us to say, nah, not good enough. I need to make it my own truth. It's dangerous. And that's why he hates it. He's just like, I'm not trying to deceive you. I'm not the one trying to deceive you. Satan is. I, I'm trying to tell you how it is. And you're taking it and moving it around. And that's why it says here in Proverbs uh, 12, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. Abomination, guys. Um, that's the word that detestable is. Detestable, abomination, depraved. It's, and, you know, and, and it's not, we're not just talking about homosexuality here because we love to just say, yeah, homosexuality, it's an abomination. And yes, the Bible describes that in the Old Testament. 
But it also, it says the seven, seven things that are detestable to him in Proverbs 6. Those are all abominations according to the Lord. And it's this word in Hebrew, it's to'eva, uh, you know, and it's used many, many times in the Old Testament um, to describe just things that God just cannot be a part of at all. And that, are, that, that he just, it's like if people are committed to these things, just, just separate them from the community. They can't be a part of what you got going on. This is how he viewed other nations as, no, you just have to be separate from them. And so for us to have any type of culture of manipulating the truth or, 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 or you know, not or using the word of God for our own advantages, it's, I mean, God feels very, very strongly about this. It's not, a, it's not, a, oh, I wish you wouldn't do this. It is, get them out of here. Stop lying. And we need to be better at calling that out within each other. You know, we need to be better when we see a lie, a blatant lie that people are believing or are saying. It needs to be, stop it. Stop lying. That's not the truth. That's not what God's word says. And I, do, and, I, and I feel strongly about that. And I think the, the word of God feels strongly about that. And I think the early church felt strongly about that. I mean, you know, we, we, you, I can talk about Ananias and Sapphira, guys. You know, the most attractive people in the Bible. Because they were drop-dead gorgeous. Um, you know, thanks. Uh, they lied. And, God was, and, and Peter was just like, I can't do anything for you. This is not what we're going to build our, our movement on. This is not what we're going to build our, you know, our new relationship, our new covenant with God. We cannot have you anywhere near this congregation if that's what you're going to do. And, and think about this situation for a second. They weren't just saying we're giving nothing and saying, and saying oh, that's all we can give. You know, they gave stuff. They did something right. They were, they were, they were doing what everyone else was doing. Giving their, their land, giving their property, giving their money to be shared among God's people. You know, but what did they do? They said, yep, that's everything. Because they wanted to be, you know, looked on, you know, oh, yeah, 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 that's, that's all we had. I mean, all they needed to say was, yeah, that's all we wanted. That's all we, that's all we can give. You know, I, we, we still have some left, but we, we, were, we were not comfortable sharing that much. Even if they had said that, they would have been like, great, awesome. They, I mean, they, 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 would, they would still, you know, they, they wouldn't have, they probably wouldn't, that probably wouldn't have happened. I don't know for sure. But because they manipulated the truth a little bit, oh, we want to look like we're doing what everyone else is doing. Yeah, that's everything. I mean, I can't imagine how terrified I would be if I was next in line, you know, giving, giving what I was going to plan to give. And then this person just was like, I was like. I'm going to go rethink about what I'm going to give real quick. You know, it, I, even if it was everything, I'd still be like, wait, I'm going to go make sure it is everything. You know, I'd like, it was like, did you do the finances correctly? Like, did we, did we balance the checkbook right? I mean, I would be terrified. And I think that's what God wants us to feel when we feel like there is lying among us. When we feel like there is a manipulation of the truth, he wants us to feel like, oh, gosh, ah, what, what's going to, ah, I shouldn't do this. This is wrong. And so, you know, yes, should we, should we have a heart to want to believe people, to take their word for it, to, to, you know, to accept people when they are telling the truth? Absolutely. We don't want to be this, like, 
you know, detective super sleuth all the time, just like, ooh, let me make sure you're telling the truth. Like, you know, there's an amount of love that comes with it. But if you know something is a lie, if you know something is not quite true, that, what that person is saying, I mean, it should be swift, it should be strong, it should be, I am saving you from death. Stop lying. Um, and it should never, it should, it should never, we should never feel comfortable with it. Oh, well, that's just how he viewed it. Oh, well, that's just how, that's just what she's saying, I guess. That's how she sees it. It's like, no, if the Bible says it, if it's not true, it's dead. Kill it, crush it, end it, you know, uh, bring it to the light. And so um, another, another scripture that I have found is in uh, 2 Thessalonians 2. It says, uh, and this is, uh, you know, this is talking about, um, you know, it, it, the idea of this antichrist, the, the something that is coming, that is coming to judge the world, or, or an evil that is coming to deceive the world. And so it's talking, the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie, and all the ways the, that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie, so that, they will, they, that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. And, you know, this is kind of scary to me as well, um, that, that, that once I stop loving the truth, God is just going to send this lie to come and just just pick me up along the road and just being like, sweet, you stop believing the truth, we'll jump on board. We've got a bunch of people not believing the truth. Um, and that God is just ready to be done, almost done with me, it seems like. Just like, oh, yeah, if you stop believing, stop loving the truth, sorry, I, I got nothing for you. You know, if you can't believe my truth, I got nothing for you. This is harsh, guys. This is harsh. This should, this should wake us up in a sense of, of, of do I love? The truth, because that's the standard there. And 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 second, it says those who love the truth, you know. And 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 what what about somebody makes them love the truth? Well, obviously they hate lies. They hate what is false. And for me, I would see they won't stop until they find the truth. And once they find the truth, they just toss away lies that keep showing up in their life. No, I've got the truth. I don't need a lie. I don't need your lies. I I've got my truth. And where do we find the truth? obviously in the Bible, and how do we, you know, develop the truth in our lives is by constantly running the, running the facts or running the, the things that have been said through the Bible, through the word. Because, um, guys, it's not just about, oh, do I speak lies into the community? Do I, do I just try and deceive people with my words? But it's, it's, it, there's a war of truth and lie that goes on in our heads. Who, you know, what lies do you believe? about yourself, about the church, about God. You know, oh, I've gone through a really t tough time in my life. God doesn't really love me or protect me. I've got to protect myself. You know, oh, I, I, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not talented enough. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be serving. Oh, I don't have that type of personality. You, they're really outgoing. I, I don't have that type of personality to reach out to my friends because... You know, God wants someone who is outgoing and, 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 and expressive, and I'm just, I, I just get nervous around people, so I, I, can't, I can't be that person. 
oh, I've done too, I've done too many terrible things in my life. God's not going to want to use me. It's not true. That's a lie. All those things that I said, they're lies. You cannot believe them. And, and if you love the truth, it's not that like, oh, you shouldn't, it's not like, oh, everything I believe is a lie. No, it's when I feel those things and it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel like the truth, it's I'm going to go after the truth until I find it. I love the truth. I want to delight in God's law. I want to find the ways that I can refute my own head, my own thoughts, my own feelings. Because, guys, feelings are a good indication of where we're, where we're at, but they are not necessarily truth. They are not. There have been times in my life where I've just, I've, I've felt so many weird things and they feel so real and true. But after talking about it with a few people, after bringing it to the light, I realized how false and how far I've gone in my head of believing lies that Satan is just, is just serving me on a platter and I'm eating them up. And, you know, and I know just for me, I'm just a t- t- terribly insecure person. I, can, I mean, I can have someone literally text me one day saying, like, man, I love you. I respect you. You're the best. And then the next day I'm just like, man, are they, but like, but are they really my friend, though? Like, you know, like, oh, I bet someone asked them to send that to me. You know, and, oh, man, I, you know, it, 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 I'm serious, guys. Like, the lies that I tell myself in my head, I'm scared sometimes because I'm just like, how did they get in there? Where is it coming from? And we have to realize, okay, what is real and what is irrational about the thoughts that we have in our head, you know. And so, because, guys, because we've all got something that helps us refute this, you know. And, and it says it right here in First John, chapter 3. Um, and, uh, okay, cool, that's more legible than this. All right, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. You know, so that, that, that doubt that's in our mind, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I, you know, oh, I've done too many terrible things. Oh, I can't serve in that way. We, ha- we all have the spirit. You know, if, if, we, have, if we have committed our, our lives to Christ, if we've been baptized for the forgiveness of sins, we've received the gift of the Holy Spirit, we have something in us that is telling us what is truth and what is false, and we just need to rely on it. We need to be motivated by it. We need to love it and cherish it and protect it and do everything we can to, to obey God's commands, to love the truth. Because when I think of just, uh, you know, our, our, I guess our, our day and age or whatnot, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of sitting back and, and letting things come to us. You know, oh, uh, you know, I don't want to actually, you know, I'm going to just do everything from my phone. You know, I can order stuff and it'll come straight to my door. Even stuff I didn't order will come straight to my door, apparently, too. 
you know, and, and, and we can just, we sit back and let everything come to us. You know, oh, I'm going to sit down on Sunday morning, I'm going to let the message come to me, and I'm going to be served, you know, someone's going someone's gonna to serve me, someone's going to ask me how my day is, and it's just, it's all going to come to me. Because that that's what I want, and that's what I'm going to get, and that's what I need. I need that fulfillment. And you're not wrong. But if it's constantly just sitting back waiting for someone to take care of you or waiting for someone to initiate with you, I mean, very quickly this room is going to turn into just people sitting here, looking around, no one asking me how my day is. Well, I guess I'm not welcome here. Goodbye. You know, and, and, or, or, oh, I haven't been asked to serve. So I guess they don't need my help. Cool. You know, I, oh, I haven't been, I, you know, I, I bet people don't, people don't know that I can sing. I can sing, but people don't ask me to help out with the worship ministry. So I'm just going to sit back here and I'm just going to, going to take this one, you know, I'll wait for them to ask because I want to feel needed. Um, and, you know, guys, once again, <laughs> the straight up lie. Because are you waiting for me to ask you or, or Derek or Darren or whoever to ask you? Because God's already asked you time and time again. And you've committed to that by saying, I'm going to give up my life because I want to be with Jesus. I want to be imitators of him. No one asked, you know, well, God asked Jesus to go down to earth. But no one on earth was asking him to do that. Even Peter was like, no, you're not going to die. And what did he say? Get behind me, Satan father of lies that is a lie i am here to die and you don't decide that for me if you look at jesus's life he loved the truth and he was against liars he got furious with people who were liars hypocrites you brood of vipers quit lying to them washing your hands doesn't matter like come on it's about loving god you know oh you know, you're not comfortable enough, you know, to do to serve in this way. That doesn't matter. You have the Holy Spirit to help you out with that. You know, you should be doing the things the Holy Spirit has given you to do. If you have a, an inkling to serve, listen to the Spirit. Serve. That's what you should be. You shouldn't be waiting to ask. You should be asking every week, what can I do to serve? Because I love the truth. I don't want to continue to listen to the lies in my head saying that I'm not good enough. I'm not going to match up. I'm going to mess up someday. You know, what lies do you believe on a daily basis, guys, that we just need to sift through our hearts and saying no? Because loving the truth means throwing away the lies and treating the, the, the word of God, what God feels about us, as absolute gold, treasuring it forever. And like I said, guys, Jesus, Jesus was all about this, you know, and, and as we, you know, conclude here with, you know, with, with communion, you know, just thinking about, okay, what do, we, what do we need in our lives to imitate Jesus more? You know, Jesus loved the truth. Um, you know, like I said, he got angry with the hypocrites. He was, he was gentle with people who, were, who, had, been who had been deceived, and he, was, and he gently brought them up. But the people who were the deceivers, the people who were lying to the people or manipulating the truth, he was harsh. And, um, and I just wanted to give one aspect of Jesus, how much he loved the truth um, from the story of the cross. And uh, so in Matthew uh, 26, it says, do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? 
What, what is Jesus doing here as we think about this? Because he's already made it clear in the Garden of Gethsemane, God, please give me a way out. Please don't make me drink this cup. Give me a different option. I don't want to do this. This is hard. And, and if Jesus thought about it for a second, he would be like, wait a second. I could call on my father and he'd send legions of angels to come protect me. Maybe that's the cup that he that he's going to switch it out. Like, I bet I, yeah, I bet that's it. Yes, because God wouldn't want me to die in this way. He doesn't want me to be separated from him. This is what I got to, yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, angels, come and get me. They just spit in my face. I'm done here. Like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm done serving. This is what I, yes, absolutely. But what is Jesus' response to that? You know, if I did that, if I protected myself instead of serving in the way God has asked me, then the whole Old Testament would be fucked. All the, all the prophecies up to that point would just be like, ooh, we missed. That's what was supposed to happen and we're wrong. And who, I mean, and who would be, who, I mean, God's, God's word would be false. That's what Jesus cared about more. I have to fulfill the scriptures in this way. I have to charge forward even though everything in my body tells me I don't want to do it. Even though I'm literally sweating drops of blood because of how stressed and how anguished I am over this, I need to push forward. And sometimes we're just a little bit too uncomfortable when we quit. You know, Jesus, Jesus what, what we should be imitating about Jesus is that, no, I want the word to be truth in my life. I want God's commands to be absolute absolutely evident for everyone to see because the Roman guards at the end when Jesus gave up his life they're like that must have been the son of God it was clear to them even though they had no background in <laughs> who the son of God was they're like that had to have been him our lives should emanate, emanate that just out out towards everyone else and so guys if we're thinking about going into this new year and how we could be more connected to Jesus I think we should connect with how much he loves the truth and how much he wants to show everybody that God's truth is the answer to any question that we have, not the lies of the world. So let's go to God in prayer. Uh, dear Father God, thank you for your truth. Thank you for your word. Thank you just for the, the um, you know, careful devotion you have for us, God. The, the, the reckless love that you have shown us, God. Um, and thank you for Jesus. Um, the... Uh, the author and perfecter of our faith, God. The reason we have a chance to sit here and pray to you, um, have our sins forgiven, um, and have the gift of the Holy Spirit, God. A little bit of truth lives in us because of you, God. And I'm just so grateful for that. Such a precious gift, God. And I just pray that we, um, that we don't take advantage of it, that we live lives uh, according to it, that we can constantly commit ourselves to loving your truth, uh, the, the only truth, nothing but the truth, God. Um, I'm so grateful for all the ways that you've blessed us. Um, I'm grateful for a new year, a chance to just kind of mentally reset. I just pray that we can make the most of that opportunity, God. Um, thank you for all the ways you've blessed us. In Jesus', in Jesus name I pray, amen.
don't know what, what you guys are thinking, but, man, when you hear a lesson about lying, you start to think, have I? And even though we may not be blatant lying, there's lies we believe. And I thought that was a very interesting point that there really are two results. Either we're going to love the truth or we're going to believe a lie. And I found that very challenging. But then I also began to examine my own self. I think I'd be so much more tempted to lie if people actually asked me more specific questions. And I think we would all be confessing a lot more lying if we actually asked more questions of each other. I think this is a much bigger issue than we probably understand because we just don't ask. I think of how many times in fellowship, how you doing? Great. Really? What have we got more specific? How's your quiet times been this week? Would we tell the truth? How's your purity been today? How's your anger, bro? Like, I think we would be lying a lot more than we realize. And I think if we're going to really deal with that sin in our heart because God hates it, we got to love the truth enough to ask about the truth in each other's lives. And uh, I'll definitely end with a quote that I think you'll appreciate. Uh, whenever I hear a message online, I always think of this quote. It's from an old movie, Excalibur. And Merlin is dealing with this issue where someone says, well, just lie. And he goes, lying, when you lie, you kill a piece of the world. And that is just always like, whoa. And so, David, just thank you. I think it's a great evaluation of where are we really at with this sin that God detests. That it's not enough just to remain silent. We got to love the truth or at some point we will believe the lie. But uh, we're going to end with a prayer, and then we'll be dismissed. But I do want to bring to your attention some prayer requests, and that's for the Rupsiski family. Uh, Deb's father uh, just recently passed, and so she's actually flying uh, back to town. So we just want to pray for their family. We know that many others are recovering from surgeries. Uh, it's great to see many back, even despite those surgeries. But uh, let's go to God as we also continue to pray for Rutger as well. Amen. Lord God, please forgive us that we too often trivialize lying, that maybe we're not lying blatantly, but we're not loving the truth. And at some point, God, we will believe lies that Satan wants us to believe. God, I pray that we will become the type of fellowship that loves the truth so much that we want to make sure that we know the truth about our own hearts and the hearts of our brothers and sisters. God, as we ask more specific questions, I know our sinful nature will be tempted to lie. But help us to take to heart this message today and to choose to love the truth in those moments and to be honest and to seek the help that we need. God, we also want to pray for all those who are mourning during this holiday. We pray especially recently for the Rusiski family. Be with Debs and the family as they deal with the passing of her father. God, we pray for all those who are suffering or recovering from illnesses or surgeries. Continue to bring health. We especially pray for your continued blessing on Rutger, God. Please, that this treatment will work and that he'll be able to live a long life serving you. God, I pray that all of us, as we reflect on these last few days of 2018, that we can look back with gratitude for all the answered prayers, for all the blessings. But I hope so also for the trials and the sufferings and the sacrifices, because you use all of them to mold us to be more like your son. And as we come into 2019 and we want to ignite within us the Holy Spirit that you've given us, 
that we will look at the cross of our Savior, and it will move us to be like him. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are dismissed.